0: Live from the Tech Talk studios in the nation's capital and the heartland of America, it's Tech Talk. Well, it's that time of the week. It's time for Tech Talk. I hope it's your favorite time of the week. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, he is being a Texan today in the, in the big town of San Antonio, Texas. Jay. Yes. Buddy,
1: are you having yes, a good time? I'm in San Antonio. Listen, I just got here, but I just Brad, I want to share this with you and and our awesome guest, Eli. Last time I was in San Antonio, I was here for a uh, Junior Nationals Taekwondo tournament. This Taekwondo studio that was next to my office in Rockville, my first office. They asked me to come down, take care of the athletes. So I worked the weekend, and Saturday night, I went out on the Riverwalk. You guys know what the Riverwalk is? Sure. It's like this cool area with bars and restaurants on the river. Well, I had a really good time. And the problem was is that when uh, Sunday rolled around, I just couldn't get out of bed. So I missed my flight home, and I called my girlfriend. And I said, hey, I'm sick. I can't, I can't get out of bed. She's like, you're sick? Really? Sick? I was like, well, I'm more like hungover. I was like, I can't make my flight. <laughs> so so needless, to, needless to say, we ended up getting married. She married me nonetheless, but we got divorced. That's my story.
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: know that story. <laughs> San Antonio, baby. San Antonio. Here I am.
0: Well, unfortunately, I was in San Antonio just a couple of weeks ago. My sister passed away. that yes. That's her hometown, uh, just north part of San Antonio. Uh, it is an amazing city. Riverwalk's a lot of fun. We spent a lot of Final Four time down there. We. We've a, a lot of uh, bowl games down there. The Alamo Bowl is there. Yeah. And we have had some great times on the Riverwalk. It's a cool uh, place. Yeah. Christmas is uh, Christmas Thanksgiving. They, they uh, rope off the Riverwalk, and they have their local parade, Christmas parade. And instead of being, wow. you know, horses or trailers or whatever, they, they use the boats. And the bands are on the boats. The floats are on the boats. And it is a really cool time to be down there.
1: Yep. It's a, it's a cool place. I'm excited. We're going to have a good time.
0: Drink some margaritas for me. I'll have a few. Okay, buddy.
1: A couple of jalapeno
0: margaritas. There you go. There you go. We've got a guest today, Eli Facenda, And Eli is a friend of yours from Cadre, where many of our guests yep. come from.
1: Why don't you in- yep.
0: introduce Eli and let's get going.
1: Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. So Eli Facenda is a buddy of mine from Cadre, as you said, which is this amazing... Uh, entrepreneurial group here in DC and um, he is the CEO of Freedom Travel Systems and also you guys got to follow him on on Instagram. Eli, the travel guy, you got to check him out. But Eli has figured out a way to maximize both credit and rewards. And Brad, you know that I love rewards, you know, gamification, right? right? And Eli is probably the world's leading expert in helping entrepreneurs leverage credit and points to maximize their experiences. And if you if you check him out on Instagram, you'll see he's had these incredible uh, experiences, these incredible trips. He knows how to get the most out of credit and points. So Eli, what's up, buddy?
2: How's it going, gentlemen? Good to have everyone in the same time zone here. I'm down in Austin and uh, excited to get to be here and, and chat a little about travel, a little bit about points, and hopefully give some insights and tips that uh, people can take away and take some immediate action with too.
1: So Brad, we had a call yesterday, Yale and I, we, um, we've been meaning to catch up and, and I was just sharing with him yesterday just my credit situation, you know, what cards I use and the point systems I use. And he had like immediate feedback for me on how I could maximize my credit and my travel points because you know, I'm going, I'm, I got some, I got some travel coming up international specifically. And then of course we're going to Hawaii. So like so many opportunities. So Eli share with us how you even got into this business. You've got like close to a hundred thousand followers on IG like it's blowing up for you. Share, share your journey with us. What's your story?
2: Yeah. So my story of getting into the credit and points game really starts with how I first got into travel actually. And so I'll take you back, you know, 17 years old, um, playing baseball, growing up in high school as my sport. And I got invited to play on a trip down in the Dominican Republic. Now, <clears throat> that was my first time really ever going overseas. It was this cultural experience, like eye-opening and all this. And flash forward a few years later, I'm now graduating from Lehigh University uh with a finance degree. I had studied abroad in Barcelona, and the coach that had led me on that trip, my high school coach, who's a legend in the DC area named Coach Pudge, um, uh, had started a tour company where they were taking sports teams overseas and things worked out where I essentially took a role to be the first employee at the company. So I got all into travel, got obsessed, and we were sending these groups all over the world and we were spending a lot on travel. We weren't, I wasn't making a lot of personal income yet and I wanted to travel and I had heard about this credit card points thing. So I had a little curiosity and started to realize, wow, this could really add a lot of value to the company and to me personally. So that was about eight years ago. And what started as kind of like a necessity for me to travel turned into this passion and then kind of a hobby and then a little bit of a brand. And then now full on, full on business, we've got uh, 13 team members all around the world and, you know, on social media, it's kind of exploded a little bit too, which has been really fun. So that's been a little bit of the the journey. Um, But uh, yeah, when I first started, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. So I made a lot of mistakes along the way and hopefully we can share some things that will help people skip on a lot of the lessons that I had to learn.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, you crushed it at Cadre. You were a speaker there. Everybody loved you. And What I think is really important for the audience to understand is specifically, I want to actually start with this because I think it sets the right context. Specifically, what are the services that Freedom Travel Systems provides? Because I think when people understand that, then they're going to understand how you actually go about helping your clients. So can you just share those kind of tiers of service that you provide?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So we have three tiers. Now there's really two main service-based tiers. Then we have courses. So we'll take that out of the equation because... If someone's new and they're young and they really want to learn, they want to sink their teeth in and like they want the information, but they just want it in a very curated way, specifically designed for business owners, because the way a business owner would go about this is definitely going to be different than, you know, a traditional nine to five. -er. So we do courses for that. So taking that out of the picture, beyond that, we've got two tiers to our programs. We have a flagship program and then we've got like a white glove service, right? So our flagship program, people come in, they get a custom audit and strategy an in-depth audit on the money they're spending, just like an accountant would do. To look through, you know, the way that you're spending in your business, the way your entity structure is set up, you know, the way that you have deductions going on. They would look at that and assess how much can we save you through better tax strategies. We do the same thing, but with credit. So we'll look at, you know, where you live, the airlines you're flying on, the amount you're spending on certain types of purchases, the cards you're using, the points you have, the status you're gonna get. And we cut up, we basically take all of that and we craft a custom strategy that's gonna get you get you the highest possible return on every dollar that you're spending and then we'll help actually use those points and map out travel plans for you based on either the trips that you already have, like that you're requesting. For example, you're going to Hawaii, or you might go over to Europe to Paris, right? You can request those. Or we send out alerts for really awesome pre-planned points, itineraries, and deals that you could basically do out of the box. So we've got two tiers. One's a little more a la carte, and one's a little more white glove.
1: And that white glove piece is like, hey, we're gonna look at all of your points, or we're gonna figure out all of your credit, and we're gonna help you actually manage some of your trips which I thought was super cool, really intriguing. Cause like as busy entrepreneurs, I mean, Brad, come on, man. Like you don't got time to be on Google flights, looking at flights. You're like, Hey, these are my points. This is my credit cards. Help me out. And Eli's got that like down. He's got it down. You know,
0: Eli, I, I, we do a lot of credit card stuff, uh, in my businesses, but you know, I always forget that there's mileage building up there and, and don't use it sometimes I, I, I'm sure I've got millions of points that I've never You yet. got billions, bro. You got billions of points. I just forget bro. to use. And I'd love to talk with you about that. I, you know, I've got a lot of travel. Jay and I are actually together every weekend, I think, Jay, for the next three or four weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I I love to travel. So, uh, you know, if you get a better mousetrap, man, I, I want to talk to you about that, but I bet there's tons of, of our listeners out there that are in the exact same situation.
1: A hundred percent. He was showing me this calculator and it, it actually was able to identify how like the normal person would use points and it would be worth like 38,000 points where his system and the way that he understands how to leverage to get leverage of credit and the point system to get the most, it was like one hundred and sixty thousand points, right, Eli? Like I'm not off base there. That that yeah, hundred yeah, thirty thousand dollars around
2: one hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of, yeah, worth of points. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it comes down to guys. I mean, there's really a couple levers to pull on, right? But it's pretty simple from a high level in terms of the steps you have to take, but. The actual execution, just like anything else, that's where the the kind of complexity comes in because there's all these different cards. There's all these different point systems. There's all these different ways to use them, and the rules are kind of always evolving. So that's what makes it complicated for most people to figure out. But essentially, you want to really figure out three main things. You want to get the right cards for you and put the right purchases on the right cards. Then you want to make sure you're getting all the perks, benefits, and upgrades and amenities out of those cards and all the spending you're doing, all the status and and all the, the perks and bells and whistles that come with it. And then the last step is you want to get optimal value out of all the points that you're generating. So most people are going to get, you know, what we call one cent per point. That's kind of the value most people are going to get. But with the right strategies, you can get anywhere from five to 10x that. So, you know, instead of a million points being worth around $10,000, those same million points could be worth 40, 50, 60, $80,000 of travel if you use them more strategically. So that's kind of the, the overall system. Increase the amount of points you're earning and and how many you're earning and and what type of points you have. Get all the perks and benefits and then use those points optimally. And if you do that right, you're looking at multiple five figures at least almost for any business owner, really.
0: So, Eli, are you suggesting that you would help go through the credit cards we have and suggest different credit cards? Or taking the credit cards that we have and and showing us how to maximize those to help clarify that a little bit?
2: It'd be both. It'd be both. We're looking at the whole system. And a lot of times, you know, maybe a business owner should have like three to four cards set up to really optimize their their business going on, right? And perhaps you already have one of them that's the right card. So we'd say, hey, this is the card to keep. This is how to maximize what you've already got going on, the perks and benefits from this card, as, as well as all the points you're generating. These three, we should either downgrade this one, cancel this one, move this one over here, and get these instead. And here's why. And we'll break that down and show you exactly what uh, what value you're missing on by having the wrong card set up and then how to fix that.
0: That's a great suggestion you know I, I'm one of those guys that I've got uh, literally I've probably got 15 credit cards that I carry around I've got multiple businesses so I try to keep them separated I I have one for travel expenses uh, for multiple for each airline a because I get the clubs with those credit cards and and I mm-hmm. use those man I, it'd be tough to travel as much as I do without the the clubs. I also do one like for automobiles, so we can track those expenses really easy and separate them out in the to the different companies. So I, I've been I've been telling my team I'm getting ready to cut cut a bunch of those up. So I maybe I need to set up some time to talk to you about those. You
1: definitely do, Brad. You got you got to talk to me. it was it was really enlightening to know like I was, we we're talking we we're talking and I was like okay so I fly out of Reagan and i stay at these hotels and he's like you should use this card for these purchases that card for those purchases and you can maximize one and a half times x what you're currently getting based on these particular purchases or these particular travel things that you do it was it was just it was just really cool and brad what's really great about this is it's data driven like eli's got this down to a science well listen
0: we're going to talk more about this but we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're talking to Eli Facenda about travel and how to maximize your travel dollars and earn those. Come on back. Down, down, down. Let's
3: slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Mm Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user-friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you.
0: Your weekly dose of talk. Get ready with the
4: data jocks of talk.
3: Starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's talk
0: Well, welcome back. It's Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost. You know my data doc co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein in San Antonio, probably drinking the margaritas as we speak. Uh yeah, there you go, buddy. But we've got Eli Facinda with us, and Eli is a travel expert. And Eli, I hear through, through Jay, that you've got some amazing experiences that y- you need to share with us. Let's do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the world of points has opened up some stuff that I never thought I would be doing, or at least I thought maybe like 20, 30 years down the line after I have built multiple businesses and exited and done all this other stuff. But uh, once I started to crack the code on some of these things, I was like, holy crap, some of the experiences I'm going to get to have are pretty crazy. And one of my favorite ones recently, <clears throat> I can share a couple, but one of them was I flew Emirates first class over to Dubai. And, and, uh, it's a crazy experience. So to go one way from JFK to Dubai, this was a $14,500 yeah. cash fare. Yeah. Right. So this flight is pretty, pretty crazy. And I had flown from LA into JFK that day earlier. And, you know, I was with a friend, we were speaking to Margaritas. we were having a few glasses of champagne on this trip. And, uh, so, you know, we're about, you know, we're a handful deep and I honestly, I don't even drink often but when I'm traveling. It's like, it's time to go if it's going to be free. So, um, we're hanging out at the lounge at JFK airport. We take off and immediately, you know, you get on the the plane and they come up and they're like, so our policy is whatever, whenever. So basically you can have whatever you want, whenever you want, there's no meal service. And I'm like, so truffle, mac and cheese, like steak and lobster, Dom Perignon, they're like, yeah, caviar, you want it right now? I'm like, please. And they just like bring it (laughs) over. And uh, with that one, just to conclude though, so they've got a bar on board and actually recently flew to France and brought 40 entrepreneurs out for a ski trip. And we took over, we had like a, basically a networking event on the bar in flight over to Europe. Uh, and, uh, but on this previous one, I was able to shower at 35,000 feet, which was, uh, oh, which is wow. quite an experience. <laughs> so yeah. it makes waking up with a hangover mid-flight a little more tolerable you know, you, when you're like, you get a fresh shower in the middle of the sky. So, yeah. so
1: what was the airlines? What was the airlines where you, where you took a, a shower mid-flight?
2: So Emirates, yeah, Emirates has, Emirates. it, and I just booked. Uh, oh, so it Etihad, was Emirates or, to
1: France. Okay.
2: It was Emirates to Dubai, Dubai, to Dubai. Dubai. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's only a couple of airlines that have a shower on board. Uh, Emirates is, the, is the main one. And then Etihad first class, which I just booked as well from London to Abu Dhabi for next year. And on that one, I'll be going to the Maldives and staying in an overwater villa. So these are sick. These are like, you know, $4,000 a night properties and like crazy views and all this stuff. So I just locked that one in for five nights on points. And with that one, I use something called the fifth night free perk, which means with uh, Marriott and Hilton, you may be familiar, but if you have points, if you book four nights, you get the fifth night free if it's all on points. So when you do that, using that for a high value property like that is huge because that's like an extra $4,000 you got just from using that strategy. Yeah. It, that's it great. Works.
1: How do we get invited to these events, Eli? <laughs> Brad and I want to come. <laughs> As we want to come. Or we'll get you hooked up. We'll get you hooked up. We come might have got
2: the people out after the flight, but we can make it happen. Now,
0: Eli, <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. We'll take care of that.
0: Eli, I'll challenge you personally. Jay and I've got to go to
2: Hawaii in December. Uh, I challenge you. Show us what you can do, man. Well, you know, I can give you I can give you my thought process, right? Because all this stuff is a little situational. But uh, generally, Hawaii can be can be a challenge because it's such high demand pretty much year round. And there's only so many hubs that are flying to Hawaii. So first off, we're looking at lay flats, right? And so one of the things that most people would want to do is do what's called a positioning flight. And this is where if you're going on a flight that's more than four, five, six, seven hours, right, you want to basically be able to make sure that the long leg of that flight is in the lay flat bed. You know, this is a chiropractic show, and we all know a lay flat bed is better for the spine, and that's how I always justify it to to the hey client. Right? We, we,
1: we can't have you amen. sitting there for that
2: long; it's it's just unhealthy for you. So let's exactly. get you to bed and make sure make sure you're rested, right? So, um, so you want to look for the beds, right? And so there's a couple of different steps for that. One of the best uh, apps to download, actually, for anyone listening, is a Google Chrome extension called Leg Room. And so what it will do is it'll show you specifically on Google Flights when you're searching which of the flights you're looking at are the first class as a bed versus a chair. And that's super helpful because oftentimes people are booking first class and they're like, I don't know if I'm getting a bed or a chair. Like, what's a 777? I don't understand, A320? Like, what are these aircrafts? This makes it super simple. You just see a bed or a chair icon next to it so you'll know which ones have the bed. So I'll be looking at that first, right? Which routes are gonna get you uh, a lay flat from these major hubs? So you live in Tulsa, Brad, you know, going from Oklahoma to Hawaii, not very likely that you're gonna find a lay flat seat. So you're probably gonna position, right, to somewhere like LAX, san fran maybe chicago perhaps dallas houston one of these other major hubs phoenix perhaps and or vegas and you'll you'll find that lay flat seat between those two cities and then you could book whatever you need from tulsa to vegas right that's not really the big deal the big deal is how are you getting from vegas to honolulu or wherever you guys are flying so that's how i'll be looking at it and then from there once you figure out some of these routes and options you'd see okay what is the best way to book the this exact seat for the best value on points and generally that's gonna be using your points from Chase or Amex or City or Capital One, these bank points, and converting them into airline miles when you need to to book it. And what's, what's wild with this, guys, is that some of these airlines, the way the booking system is set up, it's very crazy, but Delta will actually charge more for Delta-operated flights oftentimes than Air France will, and since they're partners, you could take your points and convert them to Air France, to book a Delta flight for less than Delta charges on its own flight, so it's very weird how some of this stuff will work. But that's how some of the uh, the inner workings of this game kind of come together.
1: I have a question because you know this is you've been extremely technical and you're and you clearly know how to manage all of these intricate systems. How are you? How are you doing this from either a data perspective or a technology perspective? Like, how are you able to keep this all straight? That's that's what I'm really wondering about.
2: Yeah, so there's there's apps and tools. To, to use to save time and really kind of scale your, your searching. That's, that's probably the hardest piece of this. The t- most time consuming is searching for flights in a really effective manner. Um, when it comes to the card side, you know, we have some like scripts that we're running on Google Sheets and calculations to basically optimize things for us. But it really is still a very custom thing because a lot of it's based on kind of lifestyle preferences. So perhaps eventually there will be an AI that can take all these factors in and like aggregate that. But for the time being, the best thing we've got is using the tools that, that exist that can kind of uh, take some of this data and, and simplify it down for us. And then ultimately, on the on the booking side, that's still a pretty manual process where there are tools, but the tools are kind of only as good as your ability to use them. So it's almost like chat GPT right now, right? It's like, it's out there, it's cool. But if you can't prompt it with the right questions, kind of useless. If you know how to prompt the right questions, really good. So these search tools are very similar. Um, and that's how we really are able to, to scale this in terms of still delivering great value, but not taking so long. That would be very costly for our team to be able to deliver.
0: That's amazing. Awesome. That is amazing. Uh, to be driven, and driven, dude, I might be willing to help you on that app. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's an amazing thing that you're doing. If it's truly a five X return on it, why would you not want to do that? I know when I booked using my credit card mileage, um, I always
2: go through the credit card travel agency. Is that a bad thing? So you're, what you're speaking to from, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, is going to like the Chase Travel Portal or Amex Travel, right? Right. Yeah, so, so that is gonna leave a lot on the table and here's why, right? So when you are going to Chase Travel or Amex Travel, those are technically what's called online travel agencies or OTAs. And so what they're doing is they're basically, you're redeeming your points to them and then they're purchasing the ticket from the airline. So whatever the cash fare is, right? You're getting a fixed value on the points that you have to buy that ticket. But what's different is with airlines, most of them have a completely different pricing model, where like with Emirates, for example, they're going to say from the east coast of the US to Dubai is 136,000 miles for first class. I don't care if it's if the cash fare doubles, right? And so you get this opportunity for arbitrage. Because if you're going to the bank, it's always going to be related to how expensive the cash fare is. Whereas if you go to the airline, they charge that flat rate, and so that's where the best value comes in, and that's how you get these multiples that are crazy, sometimes 15 times the value compared to what you'd get out of Amex Travel by doing this conversion. So it is, uh, it's a common and easy way to do it, but it's the way specifically if you're doing you know, first-class travel or you're going overseas, specifically for those, even more so, that's where you're gonna leave the most on the table if you are going to Amex Travel or Chase Travel or you know, whatever your bank's program is.
1: That's great advice. I remember I went to Beijing in 2008 and I spent 200,000 points on and I just went through the I went through United and I spent 200,000 points on a first class seat to get me to Beijing 13 hour flight totally worth it but I mean 136,000 to go to Dubai with a shower sounds like an even better deal <laughs> like I think I got ripped off now I'm kind of pissed I know shower <laughs> I know caviar like what yeah.
2: yeah you can always look back and and find a better way but yeah and that's the other part of the experience too is like Knowing which carriers are gonna provide the best experience. If you're already sitting in the thing for 13 hours, like, and you're going to Asia, you know, obviously if it's a direct to Beijing, that's great. But if you could fly on a premier Japanese carrier, like ANA or Japan Airlines and get first class with them, the experience is way better than flying American or United or Delta, like it's not even close. And so trying to figure out which airlines and even the the certain seats on the certain airlines are are great, like Singapore suites I flew, you have an entire like cabin in the sky that's your own room and uh, a bed will come out of the wall. And if you actually have two oh. people, it turns into a double bed in the sky. And so that's one where it's like, you can actually fly that from JFK to Frankfurt, even though Singapore is obviously in Asia, they operate a route between, uh, the U S and, and Germany. And so you can get that seat for that route. And so we've sent a bunch of our clients, like as couples, you know, they're getting a double bed in the sky. It's a pretty cool experience. So that's a really fun one too.
0: That is great. You know, my wife's been after me. Uh, this is our 25th wedding anniversary next month. She's been after me to go on a true African safari, and she wants to, like, go to the real Serengeti or whatever part it is where they're, you know, not this little bitty animal park or anything like that, but, man, every time I've looked into it, it's like 27, 28 hours of flying to get anywhere in Africa. That just seems crazy to me. I cannot imagine. I mean, I guess the longest I've ever been is to uh, Rome, which is i don't know 14 15 hours and we always do it overnight so we arrive early in the morning in rome but I've, I've been to bora bora that maybe that's a little bit further that's far
1: bora
2: bora is a long ways but all right journey.
1: eli what do you got for brad to go on to go into the serengeti to get him to Kruger? yeah
2: yeah no it is far and you're right and like look i love traveling i love flying in these awesome seats but by hour like 13 i'm like dude we got to get off this thing. Like we have been in the sky for way too long. (laughs) So, you know, I feel you on that and I like to break things up. So I would take it slower. And, uh, you know, being in Tulsa, you'd probably, again, position to an East coast hub, probably New York, maybe Miami, something like that. And uh, if you want the best experience, what you'd probably do is fly from the East coast to either, you could go basically to like Europe and you go like London or Paris and then go straight down. You're probably going to be ending up going to South Africa. So, London right. down to, to Cape Town or Johannesburg is going to be a very common route. That's an easy one. But one of the best options if you want the most luxurious experience would be to take that long-haul flight and then go through Doha or Dubai and take either Qatar Airways or Emirates because those Middle Eastern carriers, they just blow everything out of the water when it comes to the experience. Yeah, that's what I hear. So, so I, would be, I would be definitely looking for one of those and uh, maybe do a couple days. A lot of people that do this type of route when we plan these out, the safari trips, will, t- will typically take people to Dubai for two to three days get you know you take get a little layover and then you go down to africa and then on the way back you might come up through through london or something and go that way the other option would be if you wanted to do it the most the fastest way is typically going to be going through like atlanta and then you'd go down to south africa through there but uh no matter which way you slice or dice it south africa and you're if you're going down for that it's it's, it's pretty long. far it's right. far yeah yeah i had
0: a i had a friend from high school that just did it they went to lisbon and and spent a few days in Lisbon and then made it on made their way on down and uh I think maybe London to Lisbon to on to South Africa. But it, it was pretty amazing. The photographs were just amazing. And I had to keep that from my wife, uh sort of hidden. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I've gotta I've gotta make that uh, happen before
2: very long or, or I may be living by myself, you know. It's just <laughs> one thing if you're if you're <laughs> over there and you get the time to do it, this is pretty far out of the way, but I did a 10 day retreat to Africa with a mentor of mine a couple of years back. It was an unbelievable experience, but we actually went into the uh, deep into like the jungle in Uganda and we did gorilla trekking. Oh, and so wow. you're like hiking in there and seeing gorillas in the wild. That was really cool. But man, you're flying into uh, Entebbe, which is the capital of Uganda. And then you go down from there to Bwindi, which is like a small regional airport. And then from there you're driving like five hours deep. So it's like, it's, it sure it's, it's a hike to get there, but it's worth it, man. You're in such a different place. It's really cool.
1: That's amazing. We're going to take another
0: quick break, and we're going to come back. And Eli, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about that. How do you know when you're doing these international trips? How do you know that you're you're connecting with the right tour companies or somebody something that's going to do something like the gorilla? How did you know that was the right one? So when we come back, I want to sort of open up with that and move to that way. We'll be right back. This is Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Doctor Jay Greenstein.
3: Don't go anywhere. We'll
1: be right back. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today
3: is
2: Dr. Jay Greenstein.
1: Dr.
3: Jay Greenstein.
1: The world around us, and healthcare specifically, is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been. Right now, today, to be more successful and to be more impactful, for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future.
3: Spreading the love, you're listening to The Tech Slot, it's It's Tech Talk.
4: So we all feel it, rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons and it's impacting everybody regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think, that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now. But the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare. And that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number is much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We want to make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what ChiroHealth USA can do for you and your practice, and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care.
0: Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk, it's Tech Talk. and spread the love with tech talk. Welcome back. It's tech talk. We're having a great conversation. All of us love to travel. There's, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't love to travel and everybody wants to go international. And Eli, I just used the example of my wife wanting to go to Africa. But one of the things in researching that I find is, man, there are dozens of tour companies that do that all the way from You know elite tent kind of camps to hotels out in the wild how do you know from your experience whether you're getting a a trustworthy tour company to help you once you get there and and be safe that's the other thing that always concerns us i don't want to get into south africa and have a a violence issue or some kind of uh security issues you know how what what's your advice on those kind of things
2: totally it's a great question i mean and having run an international tour company for years I was in this position, but I was also responsible for like a hundred other people going. So it's like vetting that you got. You have to have a lot of trust with that. And for, in that company, I was traveling overseas, meeting them face to face to like really sit down and, and uh, go through that process. But I would go to a lot of conferences as well, where these you know big trade shows are happening, and you get a, a real personal relationship. But ultimately, for me, for this kind of stuff, you know, these are these are bucket list trips we're talking about. And <clears throat> you know, if you're a business owner. A lot of times we get so stuck in the routine of growing and building and growing and building. It's like really hard to actually give ourselves permission to take the epic trips because we're just so in it. And so when you do, you want to make sure you do it right because there's nothing worse than like this was supposed to be the trip of a lifetime. And we went, we spent all the points of the money and we got there and it was a subpar experience like that crushes it. Right. So honestly, the best thing that I found consistently is to go word of mouth to go talk to your network, talk to people that you know, or a travel advisor, whether it's someone like us, like our team's been to over a hundred countries and there's all sorts of travel agents, but for that piece specifically, if you're going to a foreign country that's really out there and you're really trying to find like a high quality provider for certain tours or experiences that are not just like a, you know, a tour of of a museum, you know, you're going into like Africa or, you know, I was just at the pyramids and I'm getting like an in-depth tour of the pyramids and all this stuff going through personal recommendations is always going to be the best because also the person recommending is going to know you and kind of what you like and your style. And so I would, uh, I would highly encourage that. So again, travel advisors, personal networks, people that have been there before, it's worth the conversation to just dig in and figure out what's going to be the best fit for you. Uh, Cause online, you know, it's one of those things where the, the uh, you know, the, the people that are the most upset are the loudest. And so you read reviews and it gets confusing and you don't yeah. even know how yeah. to trust what you're seeing.
0: Yeah. You there know, that'd out. be a great piece for your app is, is that, personal communication piece we do we have an rv and we travel rv we've got a a facebook group that is just where did you travel and it's people giving positive or really horrible experiences you don't (laughs) don't go there you know and and sure enough usually they're absolutely right that'd be a great deal for your app not only connecting people but also getting those recommendations those personal recommendations
2: totally yeah we we do have kind of like a list and inventory of our our preferred uh resources and guides for that kind of stuff because you know people are going to africa and doing that kind of stuff so we will connect them up if we have the opportunity to so it's an element of what we do but uh but for sure there's so many great ones out there too and if you get a good guide if you've ever been on a trip where oh, you have a yeah. really good guide not just like an okay one it's a game changer they feel like your best friend you know you remember them 15 years later even though to them you're probably just like another person you know in the normal day but like they make an impact so it's worth you know doing it right to get a good guide
0: Absolutely. We've had some amazing trips like that where we just lucked into it. We didn't check into it. We had one, my wife took me for my 50th birthday, uh, snowmobiling through Yellowstone National Park. And, you know, we just lucked into a great guide and, and it was a surprise. I didn't even know where we were going. I mean, I got on the plane in shorts and <laughs> and we, you know, we get off in Jackson Hole and, you know, the snow's blowing and, and I love the winter weather, but This guy made it just an amazing day. You know, there wasn't anything he didn't want you to experience or see. And it was tough. Uh, We we went about 60 miles into Yellowstone on a snowmobile. And it was a tough trip, but beautiful place. And so I I see where that all makes completely sense. You need to research it. Uh, But sometimes, you know, luck of the draw is it's been pretty good to us. We've had a lot of fun on those kind of things, too.
1: So Eli, I know, I know the audience is thinking about, okay, so like what steps can I take to understand my credit, my reward system, and to maximize all of this? Because as, as business owners and as entrepreneurs, we're all in the grind. And so we want to have that reward from our rewards. So what are the steps? What are the first steps that these folks need to take?
2: Yeah. So, so a couple things. Number one, you, if you don't understand the foundations of credit, which a lot of people do, but also there's a lot of us out there that have a lot of misconceptions. We want to clean that up to understand before we get started, like how does this impact your credit score? How does that all work? So first, just base level. One thing to know, business cards don't show up in your personal credit report. So the only thing that's going to impact you from getting a new business card is the inquiry, which is very minimal, right? Unless you default or something like that. So you still personally guarantee the cards but we're primarily talking about business cards here. So it's important to know that first because oftentimes people have a misconception like, Oh, if I get two new cards, my score is going to tank. It's like not at all. Okay. It's actually the lowest factor of credit in terms of your score. It's a weighted score and that's the lowest factor. So that's number one. Number two is you want to get a sense and really understand your expenses. What do you spend the most on? Is it social media ads for marketing? Are you doing a lot of dining? Is it travel? Is it inventory? Are you spending a lot on certain types of supplies and then look for the top cards that are really going to get in line with that. And when you look for those cards, I generally direct people to start with earning at least up to like half a million points with one of the main transferable banks. So Chase, City, American Express, or Capital One, you start with those. And so the thought process is, okay, I got my credit down. Now I know that I need to earn, you know, points in one of these four currencies. So based on the things that I spend the most on, which of the cards seems to be getting me the highest points per dollar on those categories, right? So an example, You spend a lot on social media ads, well, the Amex Business Gold is a great card for a lot of people because it will get four points per dollar on social media advertising up to your first k per year. So you would know, okay, off the bat, that's probably a good one, right? So so that would be one. Okay, check. Now I need to know some of the other bells and whistles about when I'm traveling, like I'm not getting into lounges right now, I should probably get into lounges. I'm not getting any status, I should probably maximize that. And so you would look at what other cards out of these are going to get me some of these other perks while also getting me these like high-earning points opportunities, right? So you'd start to look at that and look for the ones like, Dr. J, we were just talking about getting uh, like a Marriott card for you, right? Because you stay in a yep. lot of hotels, so you'd get status. And then also that card, that premium card, is going to come with uh, lounge access. So now you're getting lounge access and you're killing two birds with one stone. So those are the kinds of thought processes you'd, you'd want to go through. Um, and then on the point redemption side, it's very situational. So that's just something where you need to basically understand what is a good point value, and you need to run the math. So essentially, you're just going to divide the number of points by the cash cost for a trip, right? And that's how you'll know if you're getting better value or not than what the bank is going to give you uh, with like that one cent per point value. So that's a little bit kind of more in the weeds there. But if you want to start to understand how to do this right, you need to know like, okay, this is a good value. This is a good deal. This is a bad deal, right? And it's just like, it's like almost like Forex trading a little bit, right? You're just looking at the different points and stuff like that.
1: And Eli, like if somebody has questions or they want to use your service, they could just reach out to you and not have to worry about it. They could just be like, hey, I want to take this trip. These are my points. These are my cards. What do I do? Right. Because that's basically what I did. I was like, what do I do? And
2: you're like, exactly. Okay, yeah. Do this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. it.
1: Because we're running our businesses. Like we're not experts in this. We need experts to help us yeah, with this. Absolutely. Do you have,
0: uh, do you have a website? Uh communications, uh, throw those out. So our audience sure. yeah. know how to get hold of you.
2: Yeah. Two best places to reach me freedomtravelsystems.com. If you want to check out, we've got a short free training on our homepage right there. It's about nine minutes long. It gives you some of the essentials and fundamentals that we're talking about and some cool examples. You'll see all sorts of, you know, testimonials and kind of case studies on that page too, of like how this works for other business owners. Um, and uh, so that'll be the, the website you can book a call right through there. You'll get a free consult with either myself or one of our team members breaking down these exact things for you and, and starting to show you, where you're leaving money on the table. And you can also get the, Dr. J, you mentioned that calculator, right? Where yeah. you can put in your actual numbers of spend, the points you have, all that stuff. And it'll give you an estimation of what you're potentially missing on. So that's on the site. And then Instagram is the main other place that I'm hanging out. And that's just Eli travel guy. Um, and you can see all the kind of fun videos there and, and give you stuff. And I try to share a lot of like tips and strategies there too, for some quick wins. Um, but that's a, that's a common place for me too. So, Eli, somebody's going to ask me, how do you get paid? Is there a fee for your service? Yeah, so we have the two different tiers, and we basically charge up front. It's all custom quoted uh, within certain ranges based on how much someone's spending and how much they're traveling and based on, like, our team's uh, requirement to deliver. So, you know, for example, uh, you know, a family of five going to a safari, you know, uh, Africa trip to safari and then they're gonna to go to Dubai, and then they're gonna to go to Asia. It's a very different client than someone who's like, hey, I'm a nomad and I need to go to London. Like next <laughs> week, like it's just, so there's yeah. different sizes, right? So it's basically different tiers and then you get uh, access to our team for an initial period of six months and that's how we uh, kick it off.
1: It's super inexpensive.
2: Yeah, that sounds it's, great.
1: It's, it's it's so worth it. Well, our prices it, yeah. just
2: doubled now, so like thanks, Doctor Jay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so Jay, it sounds like we need to go from uh, from DC to Dubai, Dubai to Hawaii. Well, listen, uh, Eli, it's been a blast having you having you on board, and yeah. um, it's
2: been a lot of fun. We'll get people to listen to this one for sure. Cool. Amazing. It's been a pleasure, guys. You guys have a lot of fun on here and I, I love the questions. This is <laughs> this is highly entertaining for me as the guest, so I enjoyed it all. <laughs> That's great.
0: That's what most of them say. We we try to have a good time and educate at the same time. How anyway, thank thanks for spending the last hour with us. Uh we we look forward to seeing how our audience responds back to you. And uh just just thank you for the time today. Yeah,
2: thank you both. It's been a you pleasure.
0: From my co host Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day.
1: See y'all.